welcome. Wes Wolvern here, yours truly, on behalf of the American Towing and Recovery Institute's On The Go podcast. This is, believe it or not, nine. I want to thank everybody that's listening from around the world. And uh, I appreciate y'all telling your friends. This podcast is available on Google Play, Amazon. Of course, our friends at iHeartRadio and wherever else you get your podcasts from. Uh, all the major sources it's available as a download, or you can just listen to it as I understand it. Just got back from Alabama. Had a great class in Opelika, Alabama, light medium, first public class of the year. Cody Post and his team down there at CP Record did a wonderful job. Big shout out and thank you to them. Uh, helped by other towers. Uh, Jonathan Bubba Carroll from 82 Auto Parts contributed the uh, school bus for the medium duty portion. Of course, I want to thank Dennis Richards and Bob Craddock for coming and helping with the instructional work. Uh, Cody did an excellent job of rounding up sponsors for what everything got a, had a spread real well. Uh, Blackburn truck gave away some door prizes. AJ Gallagher Wesley from AJ Gallagher sponsored the lunch and Cody, I guess it's Cody's neighbor is like a world-class barbecue guy, and he cooked us two excellent meals, smoky tender barbecue. And, of course, we could have done it without the 26 students who attended. We were very grateful for that. Uh, lucked into the weather. Here we are mid-March, mid, uh, and they just had bad weather down in Alabama. We got it coming at us today, as a matter of fact. We had a gorgeous weekend last weekend. We're about... We'll be just a couple days away from our Washington, North Carolina when this one airs. That class is sold out. And, of course, we're looking forward to the Florida show, seeing everybody there. Um, so today, let's see what we got going on here. Oh, one, one of the things I don't want to forget is all the folks here at the organization that helped me get make this thing happen. We've got a lot of positive comments from the visual section of this podcast that you can go to our website which is www.amtowri.com or www.amtowri.org either one will take you to the main american tone recovery institute website there's a visual section for different visual references we have made during the podcast and of course we'll information about what's going on with us with schedule products etc Still waiting on some raw footage from DJ. We sent him out to a recent insurance industry event. And yes, for, oops, I mean, um, unnamed insurance industry giant, we got the letter from your, oops, I mean, we're, we are ceasing and desanitizing or whatever you were supposed to be doing. Apparently, Flo and Jamie do not give interviews. And of course, DJ didn't want to take no for an answer. So anyway, we appreciate his efforts out there asking them tough questions. On a serious note, all kidding around aside, DJ uh, had a serious medical procedure done a week ago, and I'm glad to hear he's doing pretty decent. DJ, go ahead and weigh in. Tell me, tell me. I know you had some complications with it. But uh, tell us how you're doing, bud. Uh, Wes, I am doing fantastic. Thank you for your prayers and everything's going good. I had a lower lumbar for you guys out there in the towing world. The lower lumbar, uh, a piece got replaced. 
So it's, it's a little bit of an exercise. And I contacted Wes when it was done. So I got about another week of recovery, and I'm going to be up and about and, and probably be down at the Florida Toe Show to see everybody. Well, we're hoping you are able to attend and hope, I hope your so. recovery continues on track. You're a treasure to the world, DJ. We do appreciate you. Thank you, Wes, very much. And thanks for putting me out on Waters World for Wes Wilburn. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna get you some of those uh, attack ambush type video, uh, interviews and get them out up on the internet. Tell Dennis I send my very best, and so does everybody else. I will. All right, buddy. I promise you. Bye. While we're talking about the Florida shows, the first hotel sold out. The second hotel still has rooms. FloridaToeShow.com. We are doing a free class Friday morning in the main ballroom. The class is full as far as free registration, but they're telling people if you want to attend, be there before it starts on Friday morning. They're going to get as many people in that room as they can. So it's a free sponsored school. I'm going to do some covering light, medium, and heavy selling techniques and recovery methods. Uh, myself, Pete Ashton Jr. and Dennis Richards, which Pete, you met last week and you're about to meet Dennis Richards. Uh, we'll also be in the Palm Hall, have a booth inside the Palm Hall, which is down the escalator to the left. When you walk in, make a hard lunch and walk all the way down with the last row on the right, booth number 210 to 213, lots of rigging items, different new ideas, etc. Well, today we got an interview with a gentleman that I've been working with for several years and known for over a couple decades now, a real nice a person that represents our industry in a very nice way and a real good guy, family man, good businessman, et cetera. De- introduce to some and present to others. Dennis Richards. Dennis, would you introduce yourself, please? Hey, Wes, how you doing? I'm Dennis Richards. Um, I've, I've been uh, vice president of operations at a company called Infinite Clear here in Warren, Michigan now uh, for about three years. Uh, Infinite Clear has the freeway courtesy patrol program contract here in Michigan. And we also have other locations in uh, West Virginia and Colorado. So um, that's what you're currently doing. But tell us a little bit about your background and being involved in the television. Well, I have about 29 years of industry towing, recovery, and roadside assistance experience. Um, I started off washing tow trucks in high school. I eventually started to learn more about the overall operational piece, how to become a tow truck operator. Um, shortly after I graduated out of high school, I took on a full-time job driving a tow truck. I uh, eventually worked my way up to, to managing a, a, a local company. I, uh, I grew up in a, outside of a, a, a city called Worcester, Massachusetts. I grew up in Clinton, Massachusetts, which is outside of Worcester. So Worcester is the second largest city in Massachusetts. So I, I became a, a light-duty tow truck operator in Worcester. Uh, for many years, I, I was operator and manager there. Um, I enjoyed it to great levels. Um, shortly at, I'd say maybe, I want to say four or five years after that, I started working for a truck leasing company. Um, I was only there for about a year when I got um, a, a I, I was cut, I was given a phone call from a motor club. Uh, Cross Country Motor Club was based out of Medford, Mass. And, and I, due to me managing the towing company, I used to attend different tow shows, different uh, 
co-associates meetings, uh, and I, I knew a lot of people at at the different motor clubs. Cross Country Motor Club had reached out to me and and, and asked me if I'd be interested in taking on a, a a damaged vehicle coordinator position, you know, with the motor club. After after several days of thinking about it, yeah, I thought it was a, a good move for me. Uh, I joined Cross Country Motor Club uh, back in 1999, where I was the damage coordinator with them for a couple of years. Um, soon after that, they promoted me to be the, the light, I'm sorry, to be the medium and heavy duty uh, national field manager at Cross Country. And what that entailed was basically uh, building and, and managing their, their medium and heavy duty towing network. I did that for uh, many years up until 2004. In 2004, I applied for a, a regional field manager position with, with GE Financial, GE Motor Club. I, uh, I, I was the Northeast uh, field manager for GE. Um, I, I, I had that role for a couple of years. I, I eventually was promoted to the network director at GE. Uh, right around 2007, I believe, is when Allstate Motor Club ended up purchasing our GE Financial division. Um, during that merge, I, I, I still uh, held the, the, the network director position at Allstate Motor Club. Um, I was there uh, with with Allstate for um, I want to say until 2011, and somehow I ended up back at Cross Country Motor Club. You know, one of the vice presidents bumped into me at a tow show, and we met for dinner. And, and you know, I, I kind of liked the direction that they were going in at the time, and, and, I, and I actually went back to. Uh, cross country, which was eventually I uh, went through rebranding and changed the name to a Giro. Um, I spent a couple more years at a Giro, and I had another great opportunity offered to me. I I had an opportunity when I moved to Michigan. I moved to Michigan in 2011, I believe. Um, Worldwide Equipment Sales had a general manager position at their Michigan location, so it was a, a great opportunity for me. I I took on that challenge, and I, and I worked at, at Worldwide for for a couple of years as well uh, as their general manager at their location in Michigan. Wow, you've had quite a varied experience in in and around the towing industry. That's one of the great things about the towing industry. A lot of people have started out working the street and going in all kinds of different directions. Let's go back a little bit to the, the towing business in the 90s. Uh, you did that for several years. And I know that's where we first met at a training class in the 90s. I remember you were very uh, professional, very interested in moving forward. Um, what did you, Were you always interested in the selling business? What did you want to do when you, uh, when you were a young man growing up? Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think when I was younger, the, the automotive, auto body field always I always had some sort of interest in there. Um, you know, I, 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 I think that when I, I got introduced into the towing piece of it, you know, as I started to grow older, well, as I was growing up, I should say, and, and thinking of it in my senior age years, I didn't want to be cooped up in a shop all day. You know, you, you start talking to different people a couple of years older than you and, and they're, you know, they're up, um, they're in that same type of industry and you hear different stories how they, you know, they go to, go to their shop and they're kind of, you know, in the shop all day and they're not really leaving. And, you know, one thing I liked about towing is you're kind of in your own office. You know, you, you, you got, you know, you, you got your assigned truck. You, you got, you know, every day was something different. You saw different things. I got to travel, you know, the, uh, 
the Northeast, I got to see great things. I was very fortunate at a young age to, to, to get on with a great company and, and to travel different parts of New England. And the more and more I did it, the more and more I liked it. And I, I think, you know, even out of high school, I did do some college courses around business management, which I thought was a good fit for the direction that I was going in. Uh, I just couldn't see myself at that young age, you know, being wrapped up in a, you know, a, a, a shop or, you know, sitting at a desk for, you know, eight or 10 hours a day. So I think that's why I continued to pursue the, the, the towing, the towing industry as an operator. They got their place to take a break and do the commercial, one of the commercials. Don't miss the 2021 Florida Tow Show, the industry's largest international tow show. Excitement is always in the air with many of the vendors releasing new products and services. This year, participate in our free continuing education class, Light to Medium with Intro to Heavy Duty. This is a free continuing education class, Friday, April 9th, 2021, starting at 9 a.m. with hands-on training. The American Towing and Recovery Institute will have booths set up in Palm Hall in booth spaces 210, 211, 212, and 213. When you come in Palm Hall, make a sharp left, and we will be all the way down on the left. Come see us for towing and recovering equipment for light, heavy, and other items such as tow truck memorabilia, framed tow truck postals, die-cast trucks, and more. The Florida Tow Show offers something for everyone in your family. Kids' events, seminars, demonstrations, ladies' luncheon, and more. So bring the entire family. Located at 1900 East Buena Vista Drive, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. For more information, visit us at AM. T-O-W-R-I dot com, and we'll see you there. All right, we're back from the break. Still here with Dennis Richards, one of the eight American Civilian Recovery Institute instructors that's helping me take things to a different level. Dennis has a real expertise with the automobiles and vehicle, auto, you know, automobile vehicle towing, and we're going to talk about that. But he jumped around the country quite a bit, and you know, I did my, myself as well. What what took you from home to Massachusetts out to Michigan? I guess they both had cold weather, and they both both begin with M, so I guess there's some similarities there. But what brought you to Massachusetts, out of Massachusetts to Michigan, Dennis? There you go. Great question, Wes. I uh, in 2014, I got married to my beautiful wife Stephanie, and she's originally from Michigan. And one thing with with working with the motor club there's many different type of opportunities and, and there was an opportunity for me to continue to work with the Jero and to, to relocate uh, to to Michigan with so many different auto manufacturers in Michigan you have you know obviously Ford GM Chrysler Dodge uh, Volkswagen Audi is also located in Michigan um, an opportunity opened up where I could do more client uh, client interactions uh, with the different clients located in Michigan. So at the time, it, it was a good fit for uh, for me m- moving to Michigan. And, and I, we have three boys, so we're also, uh, you know, able to talk to them and make the decision to, to make the move to Michigan. And it was a great opportunity. It was easier for me to, to work, uh, you know, with, with the auto manufacturers here uh, as well. So it was, it was, a, it was a good move overall. And your your lovely wife Stephanie is involved in the industry as well, isn't she? That is correct. She's been around the industry her entire life as well. She's currently working for a uh, truck finance company that specializes in tow truck equipment. 
You're going to have to give a, a shout-out or a plug if you want to. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Wes. Uh, she's working for Beacon Funding. And like I said, they, they're, uh, they specialize in uh, the tow truck industry for startup companies as well as existing, uh, existing companies as well. Just a lovely young lady as well. Um, so three sons, how old and what, what are they doing? My oldest son, Devin, he's 22 years old. He's uh, in the United States Marines. He's stationed now down in Camp Lejeune, down in North Carolina. Uh, my middle son is Cameron. He's 16, just recently got his driver's license. He's uh, an 11th grader at Anchor Bay High School here in Michigan. And I also have Jacob, who's 12 years old, and he's in sixth grade also uh, at, at uh, Middle School South, which is also uh, in the Anchor Bay School District. They're all great kids, and I know you're really proud of all of them, especially uh, serving honorably like your oldest has done. That's just awesome. It really is awesome. So um, how, did, how did you get involved in the towing industry? How did you first get involved? I'd say what, back in high school, my, my, my father was good friends with the owner of the tow truck company, um, you know, based out of Worcester. He was always looking for part-time guys just to come in on weekends to clean his, his fleet of tow trucks. I, I, I want to say he had about 20, 25 tow trucks. And, uh, you know, I, I, my, my father used to drive me on Saturday mornings before I got my license. We'd get up early and we'd drive to a shop and, and, you know, I'd, usually get there about seven o'clock in the morning and, and we start washing and waxing, you know, the trucks in and out. And, and a, at first when I heard about the opportunity, I, I always thought it was probably to see a, you know, a, a seasonality thing where he just wanted it done during the summer, but it's actually a, a, a year round, uh, uh, it was year round employment with him. You know, he was very, uh, very into having, you know, a professional looking fleet. It was something I, I, you know, at a young age, I was able to learn a lot from him as well. That, that's awesome, and that does, you know, good way to get a start is being with someone that uh, is concerned about their image and whatnot and do, actually does something about it by having people employed just clean trucks. That's awesome. You mentioned a little bit about with the motor clubs, you got to get involved with the car manufacturers. Why don't you talk about that and talk about what uh, you help bring education to the industry to in a different avenue than it ever happened before with the car direct, working directly with the car manufacturers. Can you talk about that a little bit for me, please? Absolutely. I, I think as I was growing more in the industry as well, uh, when I was at GE Motor Club, our, our first OEM client was, was Porsche. And as difficult as a vehicle it is to transport, I, I also recognized how, how much the vehicles have changed over the years. And, I also saw a very large disconnect between, you know, auto manufacturers, motor clubs, and and in the different you know tow companies that are that are out in the industry as well. And as as we are attending more conferences and in different tow tow shows and just talking to different providers, you know, a lot of tow companies were referencing the the owners' manuals, and it just didn't give you enough information as as, as detailed. As, as much detail as they could add to the owner's manual, there's always still a disconnect. So with talking to, you know, the, the different vice presidents and directors at, at GE, we, we felt that it was very important to start, 
you know, bringing the education to a different level, take it out of a, you know, a, an owner's manual and do more hands-on, you know, training and certification type of programs, you know, doing different, uh, you know, videos, putting them on CDs and, and, and just try to educate the, 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 the entire towing industry more and more in the best we could. Um, as you know, to me, I, I thought it was more important for towers to, to be more hands-on, to actually see things, touch things and, and, and see how, you know, how things work better, whether it's a shift override or through an eye hook, um, when, you know, the eye locations and things like that as well. And hang on one second, Dennis, because let's put a time frame to this, because that's what I wanted, I wanted to put a little perspective. When you were doing this was when most of us were first hearing about the new screw-in eye hooks, the remote park release, the remote emergency brake release, et cetera. What are we talking? Just after the turn of the century, put a little time perspective and, some, and focus a little bit on how the cars were changing, if you would, please. Yeah, well, back in 2004 is when, when I noticed that the, you know, the, the, the auto manufacturers were really changing their design and the, the, the towing procedures. And I felt as though we had to take it more from just being in an owner's manual to, to making sure that the towing industry understood a lot of the policy and procedure changes and vehicle changes and, and also try to share the expectations from the client and, and also try and make sure that the towing industry understands, you know, not only the client expectations, motor club expectations, but also how the customer or consumer base, um, you know, is, is looking at the towing industry as well. That was completely new information. I knew we had started following the European design of automobiles. You know, we really haven't followed the European method of towing. You know, most of us saw years ago when Princess Diana had a fate, uh, horrible accident that night, fatal accident, that how a lot of towing companies in Europe handled the car differently by picking it up there. And the tow eyes started having failures, which we've talked about before on here. And a lot of times it ended up being that last straw mentality, the, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Briefly, just talk about the Tenwai situation a little bit. We've introduced them to the Tesla strap. There's a visual on one of the uh, previous episodes, but just share your thought process, if you would, about issues related with Tenwai's. Yeah, one, that's one thing that we definitely you know recognize as we started doing more and more of the hands-on uh, training and awareness programs. Um, the the one of the very first videos we did it, it bothered me a lot just to see the you know the the screw in uh, toe eye pin being screwed into the vehicle and as as we're pulling the vehicle the auto the auto up onto the deck of the flatbed there was no safety there so we we ended up talking internally to try and come up with some type of uh, catch or safety method for that vehicle. Uh, I can remember back in, in the late 90s when the carbon fiber bumper came out on the BMWs, there, there were some screw-in uh, eye-hook failures on the carbon fiber bumpers, and I just didn't want to re relive the, the, that nightmare that we were going through in those late 90s. Here we are trying to promote the correct way to, that the manufacturer wanted these vehicles transported, and I didn't want to start promoting and, and, and training uh, you know, a, a, the, the technique that, that we were showing throughout the country and then next thing you know, we're having a lot of damages and, and, and failures with those eye hooks. So what we started to do is actually to, to run a safety uh, from like a control arm 
uh, tie rod and underneath the vehicle, it's a you know continuous loop strap. The VA also has a, a safety strap as well, and then we would hook it to the to, to the uh, the cable on the on the, the flatbed. That way, if there was ever a failure with that screw and tie hook, then you have that that continuous loop strap with a VA strap to be able to catch that vehicle from you know rolling off the deck, either causing you know damage to the, the vehicle you're transporting or another vehicle or, or worse. You know uh, could could cause uh, you know some you know, it's a safety concern once the operator is getting hurt or injured on the job as well. Absolutely, it is, and I appreciate you sharing that handy tip. We, uh, I think we've posted a video on that before, but we'll definitely repost one, um, and we'll uh, that'll be available for everybody on the website. What we're going to do now is we have a pretty full interview. The timing on these things, they tell me, you got to stay at a certain time frame to keep the people listening. So we're going to go ahead and end this one today, and we're going to do a part two because I still got a lot of things I want to talk to you about, Dennis. You got time to hang around and do a second part of this? Yes, absolutely. All right. So we'll get thanks, – thanks for coming out today. Uh, we hope everybody has a safe week and tune back in next week for part two of this interview with my good friend and colleague, Dennis Richards.